are now tuned in to Nature Roots Radio. I'm your host, Robert Diaz, Certified Holistic Nutritionist. We have a great evening of events planned for you guys. Tonight, we're going to dig deep and deeper and focus on the science of appetite regulation and what's the association and connection of brain control. Don't go anywhere. This is Nature Roots Radio broadcasting to you live from Boynton Beach, Florida. Now tuned into Nature Roots Radio. I'm your host, Robert Diaz, certified holistic nutritionist. Tonight we dig deep, focus on the science of appetite and brain control. Don't go anywhere. tuned into nature roots radio don't go anywhere we'll be talking about appetite and brain regulation Yes, yes, yes. You're tuned into Nature Roots Radio. I'm your host, Robert Diaz. I've got a great topic for us tonight in the plant-based community. And as we come back once again in the world of holistic nutrition, I welcome you guys this evening live from Boynton Beach. Taking the time to focus on the important topics, the concerning topics in the plant-based community. You're listening to Nature Roots Radio. The call-in number this evening is 516-453-9105. 
We'll see if we get any callers. We want to focus on understanding brain regulation and what function this may play in the human appetite. And as you guys know, this is centered and focused around nutrition and understanding what optimum nutrition may be for the human body. Again, the smaller uh, plant-based community is what I focus on as I teach and live that lifestyle. And there is a desire to educate and provide the fact-based research as I've taken the time to do the studies and provide the reference. This is how we identify results over time. You're tuned into Nature Roots Radio. I'm your host, Robert Diaz. Certified Holistic Nutritionist, Master Herbalist in Western Studies. And this evening, I have a few references I will be using. Welcome to those who have tuned in far and near. Broadcasting to you live from Boynton Beach. It's a wonderful night here. It's great to see the listenership increase and the desire for the knowledge that we can interpret and utilize for making the educated decisions going forth. Again, you're tuned into Nature Roots Radio. The guest call in number this evening is 516 453 9105. This evening, I intend to bring a guest online, discuss this concern about brain and appetite, and really, the main topic that I have for the callers this evening, the concerning question is what's really in control of the food choices we make. When we look at the biological and the chemical process, so we're talking about the metabolic pathways of the human body and what helps us determine these decisions, uh, there's, there's equal data from what I've found and researched, but the process in which this mechanism that we have, this beautiful brain, and how it utilizes cues and signaling pathways. And this is all part of genetic process. The human body is a very complex mechanism. Some of the study material that we'll reference will be a document that I put out in this week's newsletter. And if you're not subscribed, you can go to natureroots.com. Subscribe to the weekly nutritional newsletter. Every week, you're going to find yourself in the know of what Nature Roots is doing here in Boynton Beach with our practice, our business, our culture and cultivation of holistic life for the local and abroad community. Every week, I will provide you a link or a document that is a fact-based 
research. And it's for you, the listener, the subscriber, to utilize if you are part of the healthy plant-based community and you're in constant perils of decision-making and you need facts and references that may give you the sustaining ability to know what may be best for you going forth. That will be provided as it has been for the last year. Again, that's natureroots.com, spell N-A-C-H-R-R-O-O-T-Z.com. Subscribe to the newsletter. It doesn't cost anything. You have nothing to lose. You're listening to Nature Roots Radio. I'm your host, Robert Diaz, certified holistic nutritionist, appetite regulation, association of brain control. Uh, what, 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 is all, what does all of this mean? Well, again, like I said in the newsletter that I put out this week, I, I referenced a, a document uh, that was focusing on a study that was conducted. And about 90% of what I do in the practice of the business of Nature Roots is centered around clinical data, lab reports, controlled studies in vitro, in vivo, as I obtain different sources of data to help me, to help other people. As I have taken a pledge. The document that I put out in the newsletter this week is a public document that was a twofold document which focused on understanding appetite control. This document was provided by the Department of Medicine, uh, Beth Israel Deaconess Medical Center in Boston. And what I really found to be very interesting about this reference document is that it came with a wiring diagram, if you will, of the signaling connection between the brain and the gut and the control of the appetite. And this is what really, really, really made a excellent, excellent correlation when teaching and understanding the function and role that the brain has when we talk about appetite. Now, one thing I want to make clear is that we must not confuse appetite with hunger. And I'm going to give you the clinical medical definition of appetite, which is the desire for food, basically, to stimulate or be stimulated by the sight, smell, or thought of food and accompany by the flow of saliva in the mouth. So this is the natural process that occurs when different sensory functions are stimulated. And this is the desire that the human body will develop for food based upon previous exposure. So this is a conditioning factor. And typically this process starts in early childhood. This is what we consider to be appetite. As Appetite is psychological, dependent on memory and associations, and compared with hunger, which is physiologically aroused 
by the body's need for food. Okay? So appetite, the desire for food based on pre-instructed information. And when we talk about hunger, we're dealing with physiological response. This is the central nervous system inducing signaling releasing of hormones due to essential metabolic pro- excuse me metabolic processes which must occur very important to understand the difference and not confuse the two a lot of people uh typically we say i'm very hungry when really uh, we have a desire for having an appetite which should be based around nutritional healthy food you're tuning in to Nature Roots Radio. I'm your host, Robert Diaz, Certified Holistic Nutritionist, broadcasting to you live from Boynton Beach. Tonight we're focusing on appetite regulation and the association of brain control, and I'm referencing a few documents, primarily one uh, in the newsletter we looked at. And if you're not subscribed to the newsletter, natureroots.com. Uh, if you're in social media, you can follow me on Instagram. Congo Nature Okay Facebook Nature Roots LLC Or simply Just Nature Roots in your search bar It's not hard to find us And subscribe to the free services Especially the weekly nutritional newsletter But in that newsletter I have a document Published by Department of Medicine Medical Center up in Boston, and they did a study in vitro on understanding appetite control, and furthermore referenced diagrams which show the signaling pathways. If we understand the connection between organ and brain uh, communication, when we speak about metabolic pathway or physiological pathway. This is what we break down with these wiring diagrams. So that's why it's so important to be subscribed to the newsletter because you'll have that visual reference while utilizing the fact-based research. As I always say, the facts on this radio show cannot and will not be broken. You're tuned into Nature Roots Radio. Holistic health and nutrition at its finest, focusing on brain and appetite. The other document that we referenced was in our previous week's newsletter, and that was the Brain Regulation of Appetite and Satiety. And this is nothing more than the sensation of being what we consider to be full. So how the brain regulates the desire to eat, have a nutritional load, and when is enough signaling enabled for comfort. And I want to start with the abstract. Uh, in this document, because this is something that I touched on a little bit in our last broadcast. And this is courtesy of the Pennsylvania School of Medicine. But something we must understand when we talk about appetite, we must understand nervous system, metabolism, as the two are symbiotic and work together. The historical perspective that's given in this document 
basically talks about the survival and how it depends on the ability to procure food for immediate metabolic response. As we understand, food is necessary for life, essential, and to store excess energy in the form of fat to meet metabolic demand. And this is typically when we spoke about periods of fasting and how the body utilizes its energy stores, one being sugar, the glucose, two being the lipids and the fat. And having the general understanding of this process now carries us and enable us to understand the association of the brain's control with appetite and how metabolic function may induce the desire for the food choice. So let's 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 dig a little deeper and look at some of the other information. As eating behavior is stimulated by hunger, cravings, and hedonic sensations and also controlled by homeostatic processes. Knowledge of how the brain interacts with peripheral organs to control feeding and energy balance dates back to the earliest descriptions of the adiposogenital syndrome, and typically in patients with pituitary tumors, as this is the signaling central command, because this is where some of our information is processed or the hunger desire and appetite desire, okay? Both are part of the brain regulation sensory function. And we'll reference that later in the show with the second document that we have spoken of earlier. The seminal observations that were conducted in this uh, research led to the concept of a dual center model in which the satiety center was located in the hypothalamus. This is what is known as the feeding center of the brain. And it soon became apparent that the classic hypothalamic lesions were imprecise and often damaged due to adjacent brain regions and nerve tracts passing through there. Again, this is the reference document that we put out in our newsletter in the previous week, Brain Regulation and Appetite of Satiety. But what we really want to focus on is the gut-brain connection. And when I did some studies, I found it to be very interesting that more than half of the nerves in the central nervous system receptor sites lie within the gastrointestinal tract. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. I find that to be as we tend to put a lot of our emotion in association with the gut and the organ. In this specific, there's the correlation that we will reference with the brain-mind connection. And do understand the gastrointestinal tract not only acts as a conduit for food, but it's also crucial for the digestion and absorption of nutrients. Visual, as I said before, 
Gulstery, endocrine, motility, oliferary. These are all the sensory functions that have to occur even before food enters the mouth. And this is a result of the CNS. That's your central nervous system. We don't have to really focus on which part of the brain function is occurring, but we understand that it is in first the brain which receives signals from the gastrointestinal tract through sensory nerve and the circulation. Okay? So, back to my original question. Uh, When we look at the aspect of brain and appetite, what is really in control of the food choices we make and consume based upon this statement that the brain receives signals from the gastrointestinal tract. So these signals that are sent from the gastrointestinal tract, and we'll just say GI for short, the sensory nerves that, that, are, that are getting the impulse and sending this to the brain, specifically in the hypothalamus and the pituitary portions and throughout the circulatory system. Is this the first trigger? Or is it the actual receiving message going to the brain? I'd like to go over to the phone lines real quick and see if we can take a caller over on line one. You're listening to Nature Roots Radio Caller. You're live on air. Who do we have? Greetings, God. It is I. Okay. Also known as Freddie to many others. It's a pleasure to have you, Freddie. Where are you calling from this evening? I'm calling from Massachusetts at the current moment. Wow. Wow. Awesome. If we look at the connection between the brain and appetite, just based around the first few minutes of what I was discussing, and purely, purely your personal opinion, what do you consider to really be in control based upon what I just referenced in the study uh, that I sent out in the newsletter last week, primarily the brain receiving the signal? And I'll, I'll, give, my, I'll give my reference, uh, but what would you say is, is really in control in that aspect with that reference? Well, it's a delicate connection be- between the central nervous system the the autonomic nervous system, the enteric nervous system, which is the dense concentration of neurons in your gut, and also the microbiota, which is the microbiome, the microorganisms living within us and in the gut. A lot of these quote-unquote minerals and vitamins that we do get so it is a it's a complex connection of many things such as the HPA axis, which is a hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis. So it, I, I would say it's a originating from the gut 
being that serotonin, up to 90% of serotonin is produced from the gut. That's a pure fact. Uh, that's you're, <laughs> Keep going. You asked. That so it would have to originate from the gastrointestinal tract would be my 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 estimate, seeing that uh the microbiome is a very key factor in this. Excellent, excellent. And I, I, I really appreciate the in depth, well anatomical laid out correlation in the physical and metaphysical reference which really digs deep in, and hopefully some of you listeners understand uh, the reference points that were made there. But when we speak about control, uh, we speak about origination, and that 90% of that hormone concentration being lined within the epithelial tissues and that that microflora and, and the concentration of the other gastric juices is what is the perfect combination of what I consider to be an electric uh, signaling path it's 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 a alchemy of of all kind of information in chemical form that starts making the information process give some type of reaction whether it's a right or wrong reaction let's also move over to line two uh, I would like to know who we have on line two. Oh, this is Kayla from Niagara Falls. Excellent. And really what I am trying to see and have your perception, really, is no, I'm not looking for a wrong or right answer. What would be your thought on what would be in control of the food choice and the brain appetite connection? When we look at the reference I gave, which was that the brain receives signals from the GI tract through sensory nerves. And we understand that's a combination of the, the gastric juices, the, the bile gut uh, makeup, which is your flora, the fauna, and every other aspect of that. Where do you think that controlling process starts? Is it the brain? Is it the gut? What What is your, your opinion on that or your take on it? Um, you guys are very scientific, <laughs> you detailed about it, but um, I don't know. I guess just I in, in simple form, who do you think is in control of of the food choices you you make and consume? Do you think the brain makes the decision first, or do you think it's the actual gut, the the stomach, the the small intestine, the 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 large intestine, the colon? Do you think it's down in the gut? And the combination of the digestive tract, or do you think it's in the the sensory and and the the anatomic and the central nervous system and sympath? Do you think it lies in either one of those? What do you think? Oh, I would say that it um it has to be a combination of the two. Like you said, based off of um you know your gut control, like controls what you um like your how you feel. You know what I'm saying, like. Like, if you have digestive problems, I guess, it will send different signals. Or you have deficiencies, it will cause you to crave different things. So as far as that, um, knowing, like, 
the deficiencies in your body and what your body will crave, I guess. So I guess it will have to be a combination of the both of both of them. Okay, that's interesting way per, put in perspective, and I I really like that too because when when you look at it, it is a it is a combination of of two systems and more than two actually. There's a multitude of subsystems uh, without going too in depth. Uh, as we want everyone to be able to have a general understanding. Um, but think of the complexity alone that's required between the signaling pathways, okay? the This is in the metabolic process of the hormone regulation. But think about one really must occur first, or do they really occur in chain reaction. Well, this is what I opted to to reference in the document that we looked at the correlation of brain regulation and appetite and satiety. But right now it's half past the hour and typically we break for our music break. And what I like to do in the second half of the show is bring on um, our guest we had earlier that called in and spoke Freddie. And maybe we can elaborate a little more and look at the reference material and see if we can break down if there is one that comes first or is it is it a more unison type uh, effect. And maybe we will not be able to identify alone in just this reference data, but understanding the process that occurs and understanding the responsibilities and understanding the functions of the systems is what I'm really trying to communicate to the listenership this evening. So let's go ahead and prepare for our show's 30 minute segment in the two minute music break. And when we come back, we're going to go ahead and we're going to start to prepare and discuss a little in depth. And we're going to bring our guest Freddie back and see what we can make new in this research data and have a good understanding correlation. Again, you're tuned in to Nature Roots Radio. I'm your host, Robert Diaz, certified holistic nutritionist. Don't go anywhere. Thank you. 
We're back. You're tuned into Nature Roots Radio. I'm your host, Robert Diaz, certified holistic nutritionist, broadcasting to you live from Boynton Beach, Florida. Tonight's call in number is 516 453 9105. And earlier, really just trying to get a general understanding of what this brain and the gut connection is. And I took time to reach out to a really good associate, friend, family that's going to do a little co-hosting with me this evening in the second half. And he's done some research and correlation into the newsletter and the reference document that we put out last week, Brain Regulation and Appetite Seity. Okay, that's the document from Pennsylvania School of Medicine. And you guys have to understand this is why it's important and critical that you subscribe. Because if you're listening and you're not too familiar with chemistry or biochemistry or anatomy, it may be a little out of pitch. But the idea is not to intimidate. The idea is to educate and inform and have you learn the facts. So when we go back into our worlds of socialism and social media, we can identify what really matters. Let's let's bring our special guest Mr. Massachusetts himself, Freddie, uh, I understand we want to really focus on looking at a few interactions with hormones, and I want you to uh, share with us what, what, you, what you have identified and maybe help the listenership understand what goes on on a little bit of the chemical and, and metabolic aspect. Yeah, uh, certainly. Uh, so ju- um, starting off with just last week's newsletter, um, the previous weeks leading up to that newsletter, we're dealing with fasting, which uh, goes in unison with appetite and hunger. Um, but just going on what deals with appetite and hunger, mainly we see on page two from last week's newsletter, the brain receives signals from the gastrointestinal tract through sensory nerves and the circulation. And further on page three, it elaborates a little bit more. It says the GI tract secretes hormones that control of feeding. These peptides access the brain partly through the area postrema, a circumventricular organ located in the roof of the fourth ventricle. Now, the area postrema is situated above the NTS, thus allowing for neurons to directly respond to the circulating gut hormones. And this relays the signals to neuronal circuits in the brainstem and forebrain. That's on page three. Now, another couple other papers that I was able to pull off. We have dealing with the GBA, the gut-brain axis, dealing with the enteric nervous system, the microbiota. Um, Pub, PubMed is the website. Now it says, thus both neural and hormonal lines of communication combine to allow brain to influence the activities of intestinal function, functional effector cells such as immune cells, epithelial cells, enteric neurons, 
smooth muscle cells, interstitial cells, and so on. Now, these same cells, on the other hand, are under the influence of the gut microbiota, whose contributing role in brain-gut reciprocal communications has recently been assessed. So the concept of a microbiome GBA is now emerging. Now, that's a paper dating back to 2015. Um, Not too recent. I can provide a link as well. Um, But more importantly, we see both clinical and experimental evidence suggests that the enteric microbiota has an important impact on GBA, interacting not only locally with intestinal cells and the enteric nervous system, but also directly with the central nervous system through neuroendocrine and metabolic pathways. So there's three ways it does communicate. It communicates with immune, through the immune system, cytokines, through the endocrine system, the HPA axis, the hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis, and the nervous system, the central nervous system, and the enteric nervous system. Now, another thing that was brought up on the paper was ghrelin. Now, now ghrelin, I just want to bring up briefly because it has to do with the appetite and hunger. Um, it's signaled in your stomach when you're deprived of food in states of, of fasting when you don't have anything in your alimentary apparatus. So ghrelin is important because it actually helps to signal for something else known as BDNF, brain-derived nerve growth factor. Now, that nerve growth factor allows for neuronal growth, synapse formation, neuronal survival, learning, and memory in the hypothalamus and in the hippocampus areas. We have this in last week's newsletter. Speaking briefly on ghrelin, Page four, it induces synaptic plasticity in the midbrain as well as the hippocampus. Now, that's important just because your appetite, knowing that it's dictated and predicated upon not only endogenously, meaning internal, produced enteric hormones, but also on external outputs, it allows you to distinguish the two when you know what processes are undergoing or being undertook within the body. So serotonin being produced mostly in the gut, happiness, we know that the gut is analogous to the soil in the garden. So, in short, I would like to just read off a quick little small paragraph, and that is it in closing. The gut-brain access consists of bidirectional communications between the central and enteric nervous system, linking emotional and cognitive centers of the brain with peripheral intestinal functions. Recent advances in research have described the importance of gut microbiota, and influencing these interactions. This interaction between microbiota and GBA appears to be bidirectional, meaning both ways. 
namely through signaling from gut microbiota to brain and from brain to gut microbiota by means of neural, endocrine, immune, and humoral links. I don't know how they did it. Excellent. I really want to thank you, Freddie, for taking the time to bring us the additional information and research that you found through the documents. The one we look at the endocrine metabolism and to the gut brain correction correlation connection, tongue twister, and understanding all the systems that play an important role. This is why in my practice I make a very important note to clients to understand that when we speak of holistic and whole health, we're we're, we're talking about healthy brain, healthy body, healthy spirituality. These systems were just explained to you in simple connection form for metabolic pathway of food control and one point that was really touched upon that really I may just spend elaborating on right now is the physiological response that is induced aside from the other metabolic, neuro- neurological, and endocrine-related uh, functions. But even though we understand the difference in hunger, primarily with hunger, most of this is the physiological and the influential aspect that occurs prior to the consumption. And when we talk about the effects of feeding, we are talking about survival. Looking at simple fall in blood glucose in the fastest state triggers meal initiation. You don't have to have any neurological effect for this process to occur. And then when a rise in glucose terminates, uh, feeding stops. Simple. One thing we understand, again, with appetite is that's something we've learned over time. So this is the body's secondary response outside of the metabolic neurological responses that typically occur with the association of hunger. You're tuned in to Nature Roots Radio. I'm your host, Robert Diaz. Tonight, we took a deep dive, and we're still digging a little deep. Got about 15 minutes left in the stream. And focusing on brain and appetite. Who is really in control as I took a few callers earlier and we saw that there is important roles that occur in both systems within the brain, within the GI. The signaling, as we know right now, as it was explained with the references that I gave earlier, that our special co-host guest Freddie gave, we understand it first must occur in the gut. Now, there's a set of precursors, if you will, and also physiological mechanisms that 
trigger sensory function, but this is signaling to the gut. And this is part of the hypothalamic function. Now, the gut has to react. I think the reaction is what we focus on. The reaction being sent back. The reaction being received by the brain. And, you know, this this association, uh, I have a really, really, really cool uh, nostalgia document, if you will. In March 1929, it was a Western Medicine Journal. And it was on hunger and appetite. And it basically talked about the differences in the desire for food and drink, again, which was a pleasure, which depended on previous acquaintance with the substance in question. And there was a, a gossip, or if you will, a genesis of hunger, three theories, three main theories to explain the genesis of hunger and appetite that the origin is peripheral and due to stimulation of sensory nerves, as we know, is one-third carrying impulses to the brain. Two, hunger is central in origin. Now, this is from 1929, okay? Uh, there is a hunger center in the brain which initiates the sensation as it is known that hunger is felt when the stomach is excised, when the stomach is partially filled, and when that it is satisfied by feeding. Also, the third theory, and that's what they are, theories, is that hunger has been considered a general sensation produced directly by stimulation of the hunger center, by alterations in the blood, and indirectly by nerve impulses. So the alterations in the blood would be the signaling metabolic and endocrine as this backs up that system as well and indirectly by nerve impulses occurring in the gut and from the various organs of the body those general three theory genesis of hunger and they further go on to discuss stomach movements stomach innervation gastric sensibility uh, effects of gastric stimulants. But it's important to have used this for the reference to understand the differences between the hunger and what we call the appetite. And seeing that there was some similarities in origins. You're tuned into Nature Roots Radio. I'm your host, Robert Diaz. Broadcasting to you live from Boynton Beach, Florida. We used two studies this evening, which we just scratched the surface on. And if you're not signed up for the newsletter, when the show's over, yes, you can go back and listen. But the additional information, which I didn't cover, which my special guest, Freddie, did not cover can be reviewed by you, the listener, at your free will, on your free time, as it's important to have these references. And the bonus, 
that I gave you guys this week was the pictograms that that show the signaling pathway. So the complexity to some that was explained earlier can be visually viewed as I understand some of us are better at using visual references but this would be very helpful for those who can benefit from that and when we talk about hunger we have diagram charts that show the neurons effect and what happens when hunger sets in so we can understand as we listen to the vocal aspect and we have the visual aspect we can create a connection of overstanding there's figures that show homeostasis in the role of feedback and forward feed control as this is the signaling pathway that goes to the brain that tells your body simply when it's had enough and this is what we consider to be a negative feedback path because it works off of a negative response control as in too much is the desire to turn off we have positive feedback loops as well which exists in the human body. Meal termination, signaling, satiety, I've had enough. Again, it has to be received by the central nervous system, the hypothalamus, the pituitary gland, and other peripheral tissues which lie within the mass brain and appetite what's really in control nature roots radio digging in taking the time to discuss the concerning topics stemming in the plant-based community this evening we touched on a bit about appetite regulation, the association of hunger, uh, understanding the differences, what induces these sensations. How does your environment play a role in your desire for hunger or appetite? Where does the decision for food come from? If we wait to eat, if we've taken time to prepare a meal when the body receives the signaling for food. What choice difference occurs? Well, even though we don't have the capacity to cover the 48 pages, this is available to you to review and make use of in understanding as we all are on a mission to accomplish optimum health and better health and achieve the best nutritional intake for keeping the body in a well-balanced homeostasis state, keeping the environment tightly secured 
enabling the genes not to take on more than their genetic capacity. You're tuned into Nature Roots Radio. As we prepare to wrap it up this evening, it's been my pleasure to bring my special guest, the great Freddie. I really appreciate the time that he took to break down his studies and what he identified in the newsletter. And the best thing is, if you guys don't remember, just remember that this live broadcast turns into a podcast that you can take wherever you go, on the train, in the car, if you fly across country every week. And you can listen over and over again and pick up where you may have left off. And if you ever have any questions, feel free to send me an email at natureroots at gmail.com or send us a message on the website or reach us through one of the social media channels, Instagram or Facebook. All you got to do is Google Nature Roots and it's your gateway to the healing platform. It's been my pleasure this evening discussing Another concerning topic stemming in the plant-based community, as I've said it over many times, and will continue to say it over many times. The facts and research which we discuss and validate cannot and will not be broken on this radio show. As this is a learning platform, an education platform, with the intent to bring the truth and facts to those who are seeking the desire for optimum in the smaller plant-based community. And even if you are not and looking for general guidance and reference, which is just basic common sense unfluffed unadulterated fact based research no error for pseudo however this is a holistic platform and we will always incorporate and encompass a whole body approach it has been my pleasure to take the live callers as always thank you Kayla Niagara Falls, again, my special co-host guest, Freddie. I really want to appreciate the time that you've taken to break down the deeper understanding of the function on the neurological, metabolic, and endocrine level within the connection between our brain and control and desire for appetite. NatureRoots.com is the website. If you'd like to learn a little more about me and what I may be able to offer and help you, check that out. And if you're not subscribed to the newsletter, while you're there, go ahead and sign up. This will put you in power and provide you with the material. So you can also, too, be the leader of your own source for research and information. As we put a focus on optimizing health and nutrition 
by using a whole healthy plant-based lifestyle approach, you must understand the functions, the anatomies, the processes, the systems, and the mechanisms of thy holy temple. It has been my pleasure broadcasting to you live this evening from Boynton Beach. I really want to thank you guys for taking time to tune in worldwide, Australia, South Africa, Belgium, Alaska. Again, the listenership is growing. If you guys have friends that may be interested but don't have time to follow, send them the link. They can click it and listen on the go. Put the Bluetooth on so no one else has to hear. But share the knowledge and share the information. As we prepare to close the show this evening, it has been my pleasure broadcasting to you live, bringing you the best nutrition. Next week, we'll be back on scheduled showtime. I realize we took a day delay, but thank you for taking the time to tune in and listen and listen and listen. That's the best thing that I can ask for is having a listenership who so desire to have the fact-based research. Again, you've been listening to Nature Roots Radio. I'm your host, Robert Diaz, Certified Holistic Nutritionist, broadcasting every Friday night, 9 p.m. to tune in. Share the link with your friends. In good health, in the name of Holistic Nutrition, I'd like to wish you guys a great, healthy, happy weekend. Until next time, stay healthy. Mm-hmm.